All right, tonight we want to talk to you about the road that leads to death. The road that leads to death. Now, from the time Jesus was born in Bethlehem, he was destined for the cross of Golgotha just outside of Jerusalem. Now, we've all heard the statement, you're born to die. From the moment we're born, even though we're living, growing, and maturing, we're also heading down a road that's going to eventually, the Bible says it's appointed on a man wants to die. If you live long enough, you're going to die. So many have said from the time you're born, you already start dying. With Jesus, from the time he was born, he was heading for the cross. That was God's plan for him and for us. Every step of his life, he would reveal the nature, the love, and the character of our heavenly father, God. Jesus told Philip in John 14, 9, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Because Philip said, show us the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That was one of the things Jesus also did. He came to show us the Father. Now, Jesus also gave us an example to live by. Each and every one of us, when you read the word, Jesus gives us an example to live by. In 1 Peter 2, 21, look at what the scripture says. Forever, for even hereunto were ye called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we, the believers, those who accept him as Lord and Savior, should follow his steps. So Jesus accomplished a lot of things other than dying for our sins. He showed us the Father. He showed us the nature. He showed us love. But he also set an example. He showed us how to behave, how to live. And the Bible says we should follow his steps. In 1 John 2, 6, the word of God said, He that saith he abides in Christ, that means you have a relationship in Jesus, ought himself also to walk, which means live and behave, even as Christ walked, which means how he lived and behaved. So if we claim to be believers in Christ, then we should be following his lifestyle, his example, his love, and the list can go on. Jesus revealed the Father, taught the Father. He shared love, therefore expecting that his followers would do the same. Now in John 13, 34, he goes on to say, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. He is stressing here. The, whole, the gospel, everything in our relationship with God is all about love. God is love. Christ is love. The Holy Spirit is love. The Word is love. And everything God does is through love. And Jesus says if we're going to follow Him, then we need to love like He loved. Starting with God first, Christ, the Spirit, and one another. Loving one another. That is the whole you can't stress that enough. I've seen so many people that love God, but they say can't get along with other people. Well, the Holy Spirit will help us to love. Now, day by day, when we look at the life of Christ, he fulfilled the law, he fulfilled prophecy, as he continued down the road to death. you got to remember, he knew where he was going. Every day he knew and as he fulfilled the law, as he fulfilled the mission that had been put before him, God's mercy, God's patience, his long suffering were all revealed in who Jesus is 
what he taught, and even what he instructed his disciples. He was God in the flesh. The road carried him through miracle after miracle. When we look at his life, when we read about him in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see how miracle after miracle was on that road that led him eventually to die for the sins of the world. He endured the criticism of the religious leaders. He rebuked the proud and the rebellious religious hypocrites while he at the same time showed mercy and kindness and love to those who were weak and humble and those who needed a savior. But then the time came for his final journey to Jerusalem. In Matthew 16, 21, from that time, the word says, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and would be raised on the third day. So Jesus is already preparing his disciples who would eventually become his apostles. But he was saying, hey, I've got to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to die there. <clears throat> if you remember, even Peter rebuked him and said, it ain't so, Lord. And then even Jesus had to say, get thee behind me, Satan. Because he had a mission to fulfill. The road led Jesus through a triumph entry into Jerusalem. It led him through running the merchants out of the temple. It led him to the Last Supper. It led him to the arrest at the Garden of Gethsemane. From there, that road took him to the house of the high priest, where on three different trials he was falsely accused. Then it led him to Pilate, who sent him to Herod. And because he wouldn't do miracles, Herod sent him back to Pilate. So we see this road that's leading to the cross is just swerving and curving. But Jesus is faithful walking that road. It leads Jesus to be beaten, ripped, and torn within inches of his life. Eventually taking him back before Pilate where the crowds began to cry, crucify him, crucify him. So down the next road, Via Dolorosa, the road that would lead out of the city and lead him to Calvary. There Jesus was nailed to the cross. He was lifted up for the sins of the world. There he died. It was finished. Death had achieved its goal. The road that led to death, however, had ended. But praise God, a new road of a resurrected life began. Jesus followed the road that led him to the death. But once death came, then a new road began. A resurrected power, a resurrected life, which he also shares with us. Many of you know this story. You know about the life of Christ. But tonight I really want you to get a main point I want to make right now. Calvary is not just about the road that Jesus traveled for our redemption. It is also a road that we must travel for Christ. That road that led Jesus to death is a road we too, if we're going to follow Christ, we must follow that same road. You see, his death on the cross was not just about our redemption. It's also about us dying to self. 
that He can be Lord of our life. He died so we can live. We die so He can live inside of us. We too must follow the road that leads to death. In Mark 8.35, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, Jesus said, and the gospel, the same shall save it. You see, we die daily to the old nature so that daily we become more and more like Jesus. In Galatians 5.24, and they that are Christ, the Bible says, that means those in a relationship with him, those who've accepted him as Lord and Savior, those who put him above all things. For those that are Christ, listen, have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts thereof. You see, Christ was not the only one in a crucifixion. We too must crucify the flesh nature daily to the cross. That it will not control us. He has broken the chains of sin, but the influence of sin is still here. Which means we have a responsibility to daily die to self and nail sin to the cross. That it will not control us. Well, I just can't help myself. Yes, you can. Because there is a precious Holy Spirit who God has given us through Christ to help us. We have no excuse for continuing down the road of sin that the chains have been broken. We have a responsibility, as Paul said, of self-control. We become a new creature, the Bible says, in Christ. We die to self, but praise God, we're resurrected with Christ. Not just in the hereafter, we're resurrected at the cross when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. The Bible calls it being born again. You call that what you want to. That's a resurrected power in your life. You have died to the old man. You've been resurrected in the new man. You've been born again. He died so that we can live. We die so that he can live. But coming to the cross to receive salvation only is not enough. We must travel the new road with Christ. He traveled the road to death only to be resurrected. He finished one work to begin another. And when we go to the cross, we die to the old nature and we begin a new life in Christ. We begin a new road walking with him. Jesus warned us of those who would call him Lord, Lord, yet would not enter the kingdom of God. He also warned us of those who would speak of him with their lips and yet their hearts would be far from him. My friends, we must embrace the cross. We must die to self. And then we must carry our cross with Christ down the new road, the new relationship under the resurrected power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. We are new creatures now in Christ. 
The old has been put away. Behold, all things become new. I want to say the physical has been put away and the spiritual has come. In Matthew 16, 24, one of my favorite verses, one that sums up our relationship a lot with Christ, Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, that means be in a relationship with me, to know me as Lord and Savior, to know my Father as their God and their Father, to know the power of the Holy Spirit, to know the truth of the Word of God. If you're going to come after me, Jesus said, let him, that person, deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Notice the first thing. There, I really believe there is a divine order of first. God often tells us to do certain things and there's always something He says to do first. He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and the Father's righteousness and all the things you need will be added unto you. There is a divine order of first. And notice the first thing He said. Let him deny himself. It's not, you don't just take up your cross and follow Jesus. You got to go back to deny yourself first. What does it mean to deny yourself? That means no longer do you have a will. You've been sold over to the will of the Father. You no longer have a way. You want to do it his way. You no longer have an opinion. You only want his truth. Not about us anymore. We've been bought with the price. And all we want to do is serve Him, love Him. All we want to do is please our Father and follow Jesus. When we realize the price that He paid for our sins and the suffering that He went through, all we want to do is bring Him glory. All we want to do is say, Lord, we love you. We'll follow you. We'll be faithful to you. I'm not getting just my ticket punched to get the glory. I want to be with you every day. I want to know you. I want to fellowship with you. I want to commune with you. I want to know that what I say, what I do, where I go, pleases you. It's not just about getting into heaven. It's not just about our salvation. Salvation is at the cross. You've got to go beyond the cross. I've mentioned before the process that God desires for each one of us. There is a process. You've heard me teach this enough. You ought to know it by heart. On our way to the cross, we're simply human beings with the Spirit. We were born into sin. We were already missing the mark at birth. But somewhere along the way, the Holy Spirit revealed to us we needed a Savior. We needed to be saved. We needed to change. He shows us Jesus and the price that was paid. He shows us the love of the Father for us. But we're human beings with the Spirit. But we kneel at the cross and we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We accept that beautiful gift of salvation that God gives to His Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. We accept that. 
But with that comes a responsibility. We've got to go beyond that. We don't just receive salvation. We receive the forgiveness. And then the Bible says that a man work out his salvation. You don't just stop at the cross. We got to keep going on with Jesus. It is a finished work of redemption, but it's not finished for us. We receive it and then we walk it out. We live it. Now, don't get me wrong. Someone might be quick to say, well, Brother Mills, you're talking about works. My friends, if you love the Lord with all of your heart, your mind, your soul, your body, and your strength, you love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to work. It's going to be a byproduct. You're going to want to serve the Lord. If you missed the message Sunday on just what is service to God, you need to go back and look at it. We were human beings with the Spirit. But when we came to the cross, there was a transformation that took place. Now, praise God, we're spiritual beings with the body. To follow Christ and build up the kingdom of God. We're no longer walking in that flesh nature. Now we're walking in the renewed mind of Jesus Christ in us. Being led by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Being instructed by the truth of the word of God. Being empowered by the presence of God to live a holy and pure life. It's not what we can do, it's what we yield to allow the Spirit to do in us. So again, I stress to you, it's not enough just to go to the cross and be saved. You've got to take that cross and follow Jesus. You've got to deny yourself. And i got news for you tonight. The life you give up to follow Christ is nothing compared to the life he'll give you for following him. You think you could have had some good things, but they'll never compare to the glory, the love, the favor, the blessing, the peace that he'll give you if you'll follow him. Because many of us, the things that we think we want to do can often be bought with money. Let's be honest. Fame and fortune and power and position, all of those things involve money. But I promise you today, when you follow Christ, He'll give you things money cannot buy. Things that are of value beyond anything you can comprehend. The Bible says that even our relationship with him, our salvation with him, our position in him is even more valuable than gold and silver. What many consider to be precious and valuable. We're no longer a human being with a spirit. And if we are, there's a problem. I've seen too many who claim to know Christ who've never gone beyond the cross. We must go beyond the cross. Why? Because Jesus went beyond the cross. My friends, had it stopped there, 
Whoa. This would have been a sad day. This would not have been a holy week had it stopped at the cross. That was only part of the work. That was the redemption secured. But now there's a new life in Christ that must begin. When the stone was rolled away, when he rose from the dead, he came up with a resurrected power that he gives to us to live and walk and think and behave like him. Don't tell me we can't be like Christ. He's given us the Holy Spirit to help us be like Christ. We're spiritual beings with a body. At least that's what we're supposed to be. Pop and I were discussing this this morning. Our whole way of thinking should change when we come to the cross. Once we've been saved and transformed and become a new creature, the things of this world should no longer hold us, no longer concern us, other than the salvation of other people. That's what we should be looking for. You know, I can listen to people talk about this virus and I can tell you who's close to the Lord. Because the ones who truly know Jesus are not in a panic. We're just praising our way through. Why? Because God is faithful. We don't have to worry about it because we're not thinking that way. We're not going to be bound up by the world and the world's problem because we're of another realm. We're of a heavenly kingdom now. We've come out of the world and we've come into the kingdom of God which is spiritual. We need to get out of the limitations of this physical world and start walking in the spirit. As I said in one sermon, we need to quit looking for the supernatural and become the supernatural that we were intended to be. Like Jesus, we now live a resurrected power by the Holy Spirit. We're walking a new road now. We're not walking the old road, the old flesh road, the old nature road. We've come into salvation. We've become a new creature in Christ. We've become more like God than we've ever been. We're now spiritual beings in a physical world simply to carry out God's will. That people can be saved from their sin, empowered for holy living, and have a loving, personal relationship with God. Peter said, we're in this world, but we're not of it. How many times has that got to be preached before we get it? We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're here to pray for this world. We're here to pray for our leaders. We're here to make a difference. We're here to see souls saved. But this is not my home. This is not where I belong. I've got a place in glory that's waiting for me. Praise God. I've got a job to do. You've got a job to do. I've got a cross to carry. You've got a cross to carry. That we would follow Jesus and be faithful. We've got to die to self that others can come to know him. Just like he died so we would come to know him. So I ask you. Have you really truly died to self? Have you truly been crucified with Christ. You see, Golgotha, Calvary, is not just about his dying, it's also about us dying. Yeah. 
Well, I thought he did it all. No, he led the way. Now we go to the cross. We die to the cross. We die to self. And then we take up that cross. What does it mean to take up your cross? It means you take up that thing that keeps you dead to self. So that you can fully follow Christ. Whatever I've got to do by the power of the Holy Spirit, that sin cannot rise up and have its way. That's your cross. The, the cross is not only the thing that you die to, it's the thing you keep dying to daily that you can follow Jesus. That old man dies slow. I've heard a lot of folks say that. Are you carrying your cross for Jesus? Are you following him and all the things that you do? Are you sharing Christ with those you know and meet? Because that's really what we ought to be doing. Are you truly sharing? Look at these questions again. Have you died to self and been crucified with Christ? Are you the new creature? Are you living in the spirit realm? Are you now a spiritual being with a body to carry on the will of God? Are we carrying our cross? Are we following Him faithfully wherever He leads us? Are we sharing Christ with everyone we know? I pray that you are. I pray that you've gone down that road to death. And I pray you continue to go down that road to death until you have so died that you begin to walk that new resurrected road of power, walking in the presence of the Lord, walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. I encourage you tonight, go beyond the cross. Jesus died there. You must die there. But then you need to take up your cross and follow him right on into glory. It's not just about getting saved. It's about working out your salvation so that others can come to know him as well. It's about bringing him glory and he'll honor you. It's about being all he's destined you to be. Or you're walking that new road with Christ. I pray that you all, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're listening tonight, this week is for you. He went to that cross for your sins just like he went for my sins and everybody in this room, everybody else that's listening, he died for our sins. And the Bible said that if we will call upon him and confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Tonight, my friends, you can have a relationship with that Jesus who died for you. Just by admitting, Lord, I'm a sinner and I need your salvation. I give you my life to do whatever you desire. I believe that you rose Jesus from the dead. And upon a simple prayer like that, calling him Lord, making him master of your life, the Bible says thou shalt be saved. And once you get there, we have a booklet we'd like to send you. It's called What Next? 13 Steps to Your New Walk in Christ. That's what we're talking about. Tonight, come to the cross and accept God's salvation. But once you have, we want to carry you on beyond the cross. Wow.